Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome back to 31 Days of Horror. Day number 12. My special guest today is my good friend Rachel McKinney returning to the show. She was with us last year for a couple of episodes. And today we're going to be doing two movies in one as we discuss Ringu and the American remake, The Ring. Welcome back to the show, Rachel. Hey, it's good to be back. So tell me, why in particular did you want to do this movie? Um, I was very interested in it because there's an American version and a Japanese version, and I myself am Japanese-American, so it would be nice to compare those two movies. Okay. Yeah, so what did you think? Did you like one of them better than the other? Or Well, I've got to say, the American version was very dramatized, and there were a lot more bells and whistles to kind of make it more theatrical. And the Japanese version was more subtle, and I think it had to do more with storytelling and not so much action. Mm -hmm. Seemed like they also left some stuff out in the American the version. Oh, they did. Like they streamlined um, like I it. Yeah, there were differences in characters, too, like um, the, well, it was the ex-husband in the Japanese version. He was, he had psychic abilities in uh, the Japanese ring, whereas um, in the American version, I think the only person that had psychic abilities was the little boy. Yeah, and the wife or the mother has... Um... <sighs> She experiences some psychic phenomenon. Uh, I don't know that she has any inherent powers herself, but she does, through the ex-husband, experience some of the visions. I guess it kind of spills over onto her. So there's just a lot more psychic stuff going on, supernatural stuff happening. That They also changed who pushed her into the well. Yeah. And and left out the whole thing about who her father was, or her father not being who he was supposed to be, or something, whatever. That whole thing was just cut. Are we talking about the? Oh yeah, um, for the little boy. Wait, no, not that. I'm getting no, confused. The... Are you? <laughs> I'm talking about the 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 girl, the the ghost, in the Japanese version. Her mother was. Is she even married? No, um, in the Japanese version, her name was Shizuko, and she wasn't married. But um, I heard them talking about Dr. Ikuma having an affair yeah. with Shizuko. Yes. So the doctor, that's, the doctor that's studying her psychic powers gets her pregnant. Yes. And it's kind of a secret that he's the father. And he's the one that ends up killing her. Um, why? Because he just can't deal with her powers or she's too dangerous um, or from my understanding dr ikuma was married and had children 
And That's right. him, yeah, him having a child with Shizuko caused the scandal where he worked at a university as a professor. That, along mm-hmm. with the failed ESB experiment, um, caused him to get fired. And I guess he took his frustrations out on Shizuko, well, Sadako, and killed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which Sadako was the child. Yeah. In the American version, it's just her mother that does it, cause, and it seems like it's just she just can't take it. All the all the visions and all the weird psychic stuff and the horse suicides. The horse thing is something they did add to the American version. I don't remember there being horses in the Japanese version. No, they they added. I don't know why they added the horse element to the American version because in the Japanese version, the family um, they had a fishing company. And then I think ever since Sadako was born, um, just like in the American version, um, Samara or Samara, that it brought uh, misfortune to the entire island that like the Mm -hmm. fishing had dried up in both stories after she was born. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They said the American, if we live on an island, if you have a cold, the whole island has a cold. Uh, I want to step back a moment. I want to mention the. Japanese version is directed by Hideo Nakata and it is based on Ring, a novel by Koji Suzuki. That's actually based off of a um, Japanese folklore. I don't know if you're familiar with the um, ghost Okiku, but apparently she was a servant girl in the Himeji castle and um, she her job was to guard 10 plates. And then um, the story varies because it's changed so much over the years. But I think there was a samurai that was interested in her, but because of status, she rejected him. And then I think he killed her out of rage that she rejected him and mm-hmm. pushed her down the well. So I think that um, the the Ring novel is based off of that Okiku ghost story from Japan. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not seeing anything about that but it does sound like he certainly took some ideas and some images uh and i know there's a general uh, rage ghost thing in japan that's just just rage rage an angry ghost it's a you know just a type of ghost in japanese folklore is the angry ghost that's just full of full of rage and lashing out a lot of uh, European American ghosts are just sort of hanging out because they have unfinished business, and some of them are almost just like recordings. They're just going through the same thing over and over again, but they're not really necessarily interacting with the environment. Uh, whereas this certain type of Japanese ghost is just pissed off and is taking it out on everybody that they come into contact with. Yeah, I think the case with Sadako is um, also, I don't know if this is universal or just a Japanese thing, but the two main themes in both the movies was they thought that she was um, incurring her wrath. Well, one, because she was brutally murdered and trapped in that well, but two, she also wasn't given a proper burial. So that's probably why they sought to recover her body so they can give her a proper burial and put her to rest. And that would yeah, they thought the that they thought that would fix that, and that is a common thing. And the the ghost is not properly at rest, and if you can just put it at rest, it'll be okay. But it turns out that's not going to be good enough in this case. 
Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I also want to mention I, I was uh, particularly intrigued that um, a lot of Japanese culture just kind of bled over into the American ring. Like, if you notice Samara, she has, you know, the long black hair covering her face, and she's also mm-hmm. wearing the white dress. Well, yeah. in Japan, um, with their depiction of ghosts, or they call them yudei in Japan, they usually have long flowing black hair because back in the day, uh, women, they would grow out their hair long, and then when they were buried, it would usually be in, like, a white kimono. So the appearance of the American version is derived from the Japanese one, yeah. which is derived from Japanese culture. Well, that is the most iconic image from the movie, so they would definitely would want to use that. And it is creepy, the, just the way the her hair is hanging in front of her face, and you can't see her and she's all kind of dripping (laughs) now this movie did start a kind of a wave it's not the first what they call j-horror it's not the first j-horror movie but it's definitely one of the biggest and it started a a wave of j-horror there and of us importing it over here and movies like uh juan got remade here as the grudge and dark water remade as dark water and a whole, there's three Ring novels, but there's even more Ring movies. Yeah, I think there's like Ring Zero and then Ring Two. Ring Two, there's also Spiral, which I had not heard of. That I think that was not, it, it's so weird. Um, let me see, let me find it. I think uh, that was like the second, the sequel to The Ring with the book, but it didn't do very well yes. when they adapted it to a movie. So then they just remade another sequel that was more yeah. successful. Yes, yeah, Spiral was the second book, and I assume the movie was an adaptation of the second book, but it had poor reception, and so they made The Ring 2 the next year. Uh, let's see here. Ring came out in 98, and Spiral came out in 98. And then Ring 2 came out in 99. Now, you normally, at least in America, if you make a sequel and it bombs, they're not going to approve another sequel the next year. They're just going to say, oh, well, I guess people didn't like that as much as we thought. Let's go find a different thing to do. Ring Zero came out 2000, so just a year after that. Then Sadako in 2019, so a big jump there. Sadako 3D in 2012. And Sadako 3D2 in 2013. But there is also in 2016 Sadako versus Kayoko, which is the ghost from Juon. Had you heard of this one? I have not. Yeah, I think what happens is that somebody goes into the house that Kayoko is haunting and watches the videotape that summons Sadoko, and then I guess they have it out? 
Oh, wow. The ultimate ghost crossover. That's cool. It mentions here, I'm on Wikipedia, it says it's not canon to either timeline, and the deadline for the videotape is two days instead of seven. They're really pushing the envelope there. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess we should mention, if you haven't seen it at all, that the premise is there's basically a haunted videotape, and if you watch it, it has all these weird, seemingly random images on it. And if you watch it, when it's done, the phone rings and a voice tells you seven days and you have and you will die seven days later. I didn't in the Japanese version, though, when the phone rings, do we hear? I, I thought we just heard some noise. Yeah, I think it was just screeching like the same that was on the videotape. OK, because the girls who are talking about in the beginning of the movie say that that's what happens. But then when we actually hear the phone call, I, I just heard noise. In the American version, they do whisper seven days. And in the American version, they deduce that the reason it's seven days is because that's when she fell in the wall, she, well, she didn't die instantly. And they guess that she managed to stay alive down there for seven days. I don't think that's mentioned in the Japanese version. There's a whole thing with the grandfather, though, that's not in the American version. Which means their oh. plan to to potentially sacrifice him is not in the American version. Oh yeah, I um I was shocked because at the end, so the the order that I watched the movies, I watched the American version first, and then the Japanese, and then mm-hmm. at the end of the Japanese one, she's on the phone with the grandpa going to pick Yoichi her son up. And she's like, hey, I got a favor. And I'm like, oh, my (laughs) gosh, please tell me she's not going to show that videotape to her father and Yoichi's grandfather. So they figure out when the seven day they do a bunch of running around trying to figure out if there's anything that because she believes it. The reporter, this woman's a reporter. She hears about this haunted videotape. Uh, There's two girls with a sleepover at the beginning. And one of them, they're talking about it. And one of them's like, wait, where'd you hear that? I watched that tape. I watched it seven days ago. And then something comes out of the TV and kills her and appears to frighten her to death. And the other girl is so disturbed by what she sees that she goes into the hospital. But this girl is a relative of this reporter and the reporter starts looking into it and ends up running across a copy of the tape and watching it herself and then completely believing that this is what's going to happen to her and enlists the help of her ex-husband and makes a copy of the tape and shows it to him. When the seven days pass, she doesn't die. So they, I don't know what they think. They just think, oh, I guess it doesn't, uh, or, or we fixed it. They think they fixed it because they went through the trouble of finding the body and exhuming it in the well. So they think they fixed the situation, but then the husband dies anyway. And she realizes, she like, what did I do that he didn't do? She realizes by copying it and showing it to someone else, she basically transferred the curse to someone else. During the course of all this, her son ends up watching the tape. So to save him, apparently she's going to ask her father, the boy's grandfather, to watch the videotape. She makes her son copy the tape. But as they're driving over to show it to him, we hear a bunch of people talking about it and talking about how this is what you have to do now. So hopefully they told the grandfather after they had him watch the tape what he needed to do to pass the curse to someone else. I don't know. What do you think? Well, you know, um, (laughs) I kind of feel like it could go either way. That's how I felt with the Japanese version. Um, because Mm -hmm. 
they had mentioned wanting the cycle to end a couple of times, like when they were on the boat to go to Oshima Island. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you know, why couldn't it have just ended with Tomoko, the girl who died? Why did right. it have to like come to me? And then um, Ryuji, the the ex husband, I remember at one point he was pretty exacerbated, and he's like, maybe all three of us should just die. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, dang, because that's why I'm like, mm, you know, I, I could feel it going either way. They might just want to end it with poor old grandpa or right. they could try to save him. So it was kind I mean, of up in they, the air for me. <laughs> if they destroyed the tape and just let themselves die, then they could have saved the rest of the world from having to deal with this shit. Yeah, I mean, but uh, instead, instead, they decided to just unleash it on everybody. Well, the. I assumed from hearing all the people talking about it in the voiceover that they must have told the grandfather what to do and started this unending cycle of people watching it, recording it, and passing it to somebody else. Oh, that's the difference. So you watched the dub version. I watched it with subtitles. No, I think I watched it with subtitles. Oh, okay. But there was there was just, you know, it sounded like some more teenage girls talking about the new version of the curse where the person knows that, well, you have to make a copy and show it to someone else before the seven days runs out. So how would everybody know this unless they did tell the grandfather that's what he needed to do? To me, this was indicating that everybody, uh, that it had gotten out and now everybody knows about it or it's, you know, it's getting passed around and some more and more people are getting sucked into it and it, and they've created a cycle that everybody has to go through now. I don't know what the math on that is. I don't know how how long that's going to take before eventually everybody's seen it, but okay. it's probably probably faster than you think. My question is, did they explain the entire situation to the grandfather before showing him the videotape? I'm going to assume not. And um, I'm just going to throw this out here. I did a little bit of research on um, the novel that they based the movies off of, and they mm-hmm. said something about maybe... Um, Sadako contracting smallpox and that with like her psychic powers somehow made this curse into some kind of contagious sort to where it had to be (laughs) passed around um, to uh, proliferate. And I'm like, wow, I I don't know what that. I mean, I guess smallpox is contagious, but I don't know why they had to throw in an actual viral disease to make the um, curse make sense. Yeah, and maybe, maybe that's what they're basing the curse off of. And then have you read about maybe the meanings behind the ring? Like, I think for the Japanese version, someone was talking about the struggle between modern day living and technology versus tradition. And that's why they had a single mom as the protagonist. Uh, no, I hadn't. I hadn't read that. Which um, also... I want to point out the some of the differences between the American and Japanese protagonists. So the American protagonist is Rachel, and um, one of the one of the first scenes and sh- is she's just like talking on the phone and uh, being pretty aggressive to whoever's on the other end, and picks up her boy Aiden from school, and then um, at the funeral, the the aunt, the mother of the the daughter who died. She's like, uh-huh. oh, Rachel, you need to talk to your friends. You can get the answers. And she's like, yeah. So she waltzes out into, like, the backyard where the three teenagers are. And she, like, pops out a cigarette because they're smoking. And she's like, oh, when I was your age, I used to get high 
also <laughs> what happened to her and i'm like oh, okay. <laughs> yeah the the very first thing we hear her say is something kind of rude and as you say aggressive on the telephone that's naomi watts by the way in the american version nanako matsushima plays reiko asakawa in the japanese version yeah, the Japanese protagonist though, she didn't have to smoke any cigarettes or tell right. those teenagers that she got. She just went up to them and politely asked. Yes. Well, I think everything was probably a lot more polite in general in the in the Japanese version. Uh, yeah. Also, in the American version, the boy's father is just an ex-boyfriend, not an ex-husband. You know, at first, I the American version, I'm like, man, this guy's a deadbeat. Because also in the American version, he has an a, assistant that I guess he's sleeping with. And, like, at this point in the movie, you don't know that um, that guy and Rachel had a history. And I'm like, oh, why is okay. she getting mad that that young woman came up and kissed him on the cheek? And then it's mm -hmm. later revealed that he's Aiden's father. And I'm like, oh, right. that's why. And I think in the Japanese, it's, it's pretty made pretty clear the first time we see him that he's the father. Because he runs into the child on the street. Hiro, Hiroyuki Sanda? Oh, no, that's the actor. Uh, Ryuji Takayama. Ryuji. Yeah, Ryuji also. is her ex-husband. But they make it clear right off that he's the ex-husband, and he also has an assistant, but there is no intimacy or suggested intimacy with his assistant. She just seems to be there so that there's someone to find him when he dies later in the film. Yes. That seems oh, to, she's there purely for plot reasons, whereas in the American version, the the assistant is carrying on with the with the boyfriend ex-boyfriend which changes the dynamic she also finds him but rachel has already found him dead so she's not actually necessary to the plot she's she's just redundant in the american version so yeah that it's just a, a whole difference in in tone and purpose which might be a good time to mention that they started filming the american version before they had a finished screenplay really yeah went into well it says went into production without a complete script so i guess they weren't actually filming but they were already working on it without a complete script which is not good but also you're doing a remake how hard it is how hard is it to finish your script but one guy wrote three drafts and then another guy came in to do an uncredited rewrite which seems like way too much work for a movie that already exists and is based on a book well, I, you know, there was a lot more bells and whistles with the American ver version. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, the, the horses, you know, I guess they yeah. needed some excitement. So they let that horse loose and then let it drown and go through the, I guess, the propeller of that boat. So there would be a bloody yeah. scene. And I'm like, yeah, okay. big, big action scene with a loose horse on a ferry boat. Uh, yeah, which... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was just like the American version was a little bit more raunchy because like even uh, the protagonist, you know, there's a scene where she's just in her underwear, like getting ready to go to the funeral. And I'm like, yeah, well, totally unnecessary, <laughs> completely unnecessary changing clothes just so we can get a look at Naomi Watts. I guess. Also, I want to point out that um, scene in the rain where the little boy is walking to school. I don't know if it's just me, but I caught that in the first scene of the American version that Rachel goes and picks up Aiden from school and then says, mm -hmm. sorry, I'm late to pick him up. 
But then he's walking to school like the next morning or a couple of days later. And I guess it's just because they wanted to include that scene in the Japanese version where he's walking and runs into his father, which uh-huh. like, I think that's also a bleed over of Japanese culture because I think it's more common in Japan for young children to walk by themselves on the streets than it is in the U S yeah. When I was a kid, we walked or rode our bikes to school and back from school. But these days that does not happen much unless you just are a few blocks there is it's much more the parents drop you off and pick you up now because there's a perception anyway that it's just not safe to let your kids walk walk the streets alone like uh it used to be it's my understanding that japan at least in the past i don't know what it's like today is just generally uh safer than america yeah that you can just you know, the kids can walk this. I heard a years ago, I heard a whole radio story about this. And they were talking about uh, at one point, a Japanese family was going to be moving here. And the mother was asking her American friend, I've heard it's not safe to let your kids play outside by themselves. Is that true? And the American woman didn't quite know how to respond to that. She wasn't sure what she should tell her because <laughs> it's kind of true, but not completely true but apparently in japan she just had no no problem never occurred to her to be worried about the kids playing outside yeah Uh, if you notice um in the film so uh reiko the the journalist or she goes they call her asakawa well ryuji does she lets yoichi just kind of stay at home by himself but then in the american version aiden has a babysitter Mm -hmm. so i also noticed that and then the the comparison with the little boys, Aiden seemed a lot more emotionally unavailable than Yoichi did. Like, I don't think I saw... They were trying to make him creepy and spooky. Oh. And I think... I think also, I don't know what the year was, but I think there might have been a little bit of a Sixth Sense influence going on, making the kid just seem kind of creepy and otherworldly. Yeah, it was like a 40-year-old man in a 6-year-old yeah. body. Like, he was so yeah, dead yeah. man. Well, he was, and he was calling his mother by her first name. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, I think they just wanted to make him unsettling. But I don't think they gave him straight-up psychic powers or psychic interactions like the other kid. Well, he kept seeing the images. Well, they both. So um, the cousin that was killed... I think it was Katie in the American version and Tomoko in the Japanese. I mean, they were both talking to the boys. Yes. And then um, in Aiden's case, I think he was more involved with talking to Katie because he was drawing images. No, he was talking to Samara and like just drawing those pictures. That's true. He did talk to. Well, first he was drawing pictures of his cousin's death before she died. But then later we found out that she told him about it. So he didn't necessarily have a psychic premonition. He may have just been drawing what she had described to him. But that is true. He does communicate with the ghost because this was, the, I think, one of the creepier parts. At the end, when she comes home and is like, oh, well, we found, you know, we found her and we put her to rest and it's okay. And he's like, wait, what? You helped her? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we helped her. And he's like, no, you weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> Why the fuck didn't you tell me? I think the idea was that by helping her, they had let her loose. Yeah, that, she that was, was contained before. Yeah, because you know, um, at first you feel sorry for Samara slash Sadako because they pushed her in the well, and then she she was alive when 
she they pushed her in and she struggled to get out and you just feel sorry for her and then you have that sense of relief that her body was found so she could be put to rest like given a proper burial but then it's discovered that nope she's just actually evil mm-hmm. yeah which uh i think that's that might be why her mother pushed her down the well she just couldn't deal with her well she killed all the horses a yure is the word i was looking for the japanese ghost yure yure uh, yeah, that they, that just means ghost in general. Yeah, why? Well, it mentions here their appearance, so there might be other kinds of yurei, but it mentions white clothing, black hair, hands and feet that dangle lifelessly from the wrists, which are held outstretched with the elbows near the body. They typically lack legs and feet floating in the air. Well, this one had legs and feet, and they are often accompanied by a pair of floating flames or will o' the wisps. Well, she didn't have that. Oh, that here's is it. Depicted uh, on Rio is a vengeful ghost. That might be what I was thinking of. I haven't heard of that. There's a whole list of different types of ghosts here. Ubume, which is a uh, mother ghost. Uh, Goroyo, which is a vengeful ghost of the aristocratic class. So they get their own name just for being aristocrats. Funayuri, oh, you're looking, you're looking this ghosts up on Wikipedia, at sea. aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm on Wikipedia. Ghosts who died at sea have a separate name, Funayuri, Zashiki Warashi, or ghosts of children. So anyway, I think she is a Onryo. 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 Yeah. Vengeful ghosts who come back from purgatory for a wrong done to them during their lifetime. I don't know if she even made it as far as purgatory or if she'd just been trapped in that well the whole time. There was a thing in which version with her making the pictures yes in the american uh, i mean the japanese version when she was alive she had some way of making images on it looked like some kind of cellophane or film stock and i think this had to do with how the videotape got made oh you know i didn't was that the japanese or was that the american was that the japanese or was that the american that was the american version it was the american okay yeah, I guess the American ver. Yes, it's the American version, and it's the images are all the things that were in the barn with her, the rocking horse and that stuff. And it was like she was mentally projecting these images onto film somehow. And I think this was meant to be an explanation of where the videotape came from. That she sort of projected her thoughts onto a blank videotape, you or know, as the tape was sense. recording static, as the tape was recording static or something. She her thoughts got projected onto it and they don't really uh, explain it in the Japanese version. Of course, when this was made, videotape was, was big and everywhere. So that was just, a, I think, an element to just taking this normal household item that we've all used over and over again and turning it into something threatening. I think that might have been making your television unsafe I think was part of what kind of appealed to everybody, what resonated with everybody. Was it the TV that we watched the creepy things on the TV, but then it somehow came out of the TV, I think was uh, an image that terrified a lot of people. Yeah, that was scary to me. I actually waited till this morning to watch the rest of the Japanese ring because <laughs> I, I don't know. I, um, maybe I'm just a big baby. <laughs> uh, Maybe you are. Maybe you're just a big baby. Okay, well, any final thoughts on either of these films? Well, I would say, I hate to say it, but I kind of think the more entertaining one was the American version because they 
they made it so like they they added the the horses and all that and also i think we kind of glossed over this one scene in the japanese version that wasn't carried over to the american one at one point ryuji's sitting on a bench like in a park somewhere and then appear like a woman and she's wearing white shoes and a white dress and he asked her in his mind who are you did you do this and i never quite figured out who that woman was Hmm. But she wasn't like he looks up and she's not there, right? Yes. So, yeah, that's unclear if he's having a vision or if it's just these are his thoughts. This is what he's thinking about. Or is there really a ghost following him around? That Yeah, that was kind of vague. Uh, I watched the Japanese first. I used to have this on videotape back then. I had uh, what I thought were the three movies, Ring, Ring 2, and Ring Zero, not realizing that there was more that there was a, another sequel in there, which I guess I'll have to watch now, find out why it wasn't popular. Yeah, I, I was into this movie uh, back then when it first came out. And so this time around, I did I watched the Japanese first. Oh, if, folks, if you haven't seen it, the Japanese version is on is it Tubi? Yeah, it's on Tubi. And it looks like several of the other sequels and spinoffs and whatnot are on Tubi. Juon 2 is on there, but I'm not sure if Juon 1 was on there it just popped up as you might also be interested in juan too so it's on tubi if you want to watch it if you want to watch the american one you're going to have to rent it or buy it or something from one of the service like from voodoo or something it's not streaming free anywhere but i think i like the japanese one more but maybe just because i saw it first that's hard to say i do enjoy naomi watts she was in tank girl uh so what how many pumpkins are you going to give the well let's do both of them how many are you going to give ringu and how many are you going to give the ring well i feel like i want to be crucified if i give the american version <laughs> more pumpkins than the japanese one <laughs> and also because i don't know why throughout the japanese american thing about me in these movies i guess it's just fun to compare movies in general made from two different cultures but um, yeah. i want to give both of them i'm just gonna love them together four out of five pumpkins okay uh, I think I'm gonna give the Japanese four and the American three. I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be like that. Well, actually, you should watch the Japanese version. It's so much better. <laughs> well, actually, you should probably read the book. It's probably even better. Yeah. Um. You know, I I I just want to throw this out here real quick. I I'm not usually interested in horror films because I'm not a big fan of gore. But, like, I like these kinds. I like the psychological horror aspects of this. And I think I actually want to go back and watch more J-horror movies after this. Okay. Well, let me know if you do. Maybe we'll have you back next year to talk Heck about yeah. some of them. There's, there's plenty. We could, do, we could do Juon and The Grudge. We could do some of the sequels to this. We could do maybe some I've never heard of. Well, Rachel, I want to thank you for joining me again. We'll be back tomorrow, folks, with another in our 31 days of horror. We are slowly slouching towards day 31, which will be Halloween ends. But be with us every step along the way. Remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements. Don't misuse science. We will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacano Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. 
You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mmftg. Don't, don't, don't.